Welcome to Logical, the UAE's first legal podcast. It's also still the UAE's only legal podcast as well. I'm Tim Elliott. I'm talking once again to the managing partner of the Dubai-based law firm, HPL Yamalava and Pleska. And here is Ludmilla Yamalava. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Thanks for coming. Nice to see you. Now, today on Logical, what people should think about when they're planning to leave the UAE. Now, lots of people make the UAE their home, Ludmilla. We have. We're both here as expatriates, and there will come a time when we decide to leave. And one of the things you learn as you get older is that times uh, time goes by, and it seems to speed up as you age. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I certainly feel that. So that time is coming, and coming sooner than I think. So... Uh, we will be leaving the UAE at some point. What do you need to do before you do leave? Can we start with bank accounts? Uh, sure. Well, there's a whole list of things that you um, should go through uh, before you and ensure that you cross all the items on the list before you leave the country. Right. Uh, bank account and anything to do with banks is absolutely one of the more crucial ones. However, I would say anything to do with banking or not anything, but the final uh, closure of the bank account perhaps could be left to um, till later. And this is because of a number of things that may ultimately require for you to have a current bank account. So for example, let's say you own property and you live in that property. Now you want to sell the property because you're leaving the country. So where will you want that money to be deposited? And uh, so you need to have a bank account for that. Uh, and then, or let's say um, uh, you're, you're terminating, obviously, since you're leaving, your employment is being terminated, and now you have end of service coming your way or last salary. Uh, once again, where will that be paid to? Uh, also, anything to do with any kind of other loans that you may have that you are still paying b- before your final day. Uh, so you, in, in many cases, you actually, in practical terms, you need to have a bank account available to you until much later. Furthermore, I will tell you that we've seen a number of uh, people, especially if you've lived here for a long, long enough time, who even though they leave the country, perhaps they still have some investments left behind. So for example, somebody might still have the property that they wish to keep and they just rent it out. And therefore, you will need to have a bank account, for example, to, um, to receive rental payments. Uh, and uh, even more so, a lot of people these days, actually, if they have a choice, would prefer to have a bank account, even when they leave. Uh, so for for whatever other reasons they may have, and perhaps it's just another, another option for them to keep. Uh, so bank accounts, yes, if you're completely, completely leaving the country, at some point, you the time will come where you must make sure that you uh, close the bank account f- f- uh, completely, but... In many cases, in practical terms, you need to have it until a number of other items on the list have been crossed off. Okay, so you can have a bank account open here if you're if you don't live here. You shouldn't necessarily do that first. What should you do first then if you're about to leave the Emirates? Okay, so it kind of depends on your on your uh, situation and connection to the country. So, for example, if you're employed. Well, one of the things you do is that you notify the company that you are resigning, or obviously if your decision to leave the country stems from the fact that your employment has been terminated. So that's, but that's an important, irrespective of the reason, it's, that's an important element of your life that you need to sort out um, kind of early on. So let's say if you're being terminated, then you need to agree with your employer as to what your end of service um, uh, compensation will be. And there are a lot 
lot of cases that often uh, where parties don't agree right away, that those cases um, last past even people leaving the country. So, but that's, and then because of that, because it can be fairly complicated, uh, that's one of the first elements that you at least want to start addressing. Uh, so if you have an agreement with your employer, and then you just need to make sure that you've agreed as to where that final payment and settlement comes to, that's one. And two, a very important one that a uh, factor that relates to employment is your visa and your residency. So if you are uh, the, uh, the, the breadwinner in the family and the rest of the family was sponsored by you, that would be by virtue of you being sponsor- sponsored by your company. So if your employment comes to an end, uh, therefore you need to uh, cancel your visa. But before you cancel your visa, you will need to cancel all your family's visa. Uh, so that's why starting with employment, employment is, is probably the number one and the most important element to start with because it affects not only your financial entitlements and rights, but also your residence or immigration rights. Uh, so at least you want to have that um, part of the discussion uh, broached early on and have an action plan or a roadmap agreed on early on. So for example, one of the uh, one of the the ways to do it is that you agree with your employer, for example, that if commercially you you are on the same page in terms of your entitlements, at least perhaps um, when your visa will have to be canceled, uh, to uh, coordinate that with your ultimate uh, departure from the UAE. Uh, so, but what is important to highlight is that you don't want to leave the UAE with your visa running. So, I mean, it's it's a little easier these days to cancel it from outside the UAE than it was before. But still, that is one thing that you, if you want to leave the country properly, you want to make sure you cancel the visa before you leave. As I say that, if you do leave and don't come back for more than six months, then the visa will automatically be canceled. Uh, but if you have dependents, it can just lead to a bunch of other issues that you should just not want uh, to have left behind before you leave the country. So uh, employer or company is, is number one, and then you agree on the proper and, and the timely cancellation of your visa, uh, and then obviously your financial compensations. Then it's about your your real estate, and that real estate, either you have been living in the property that you own, or you've been living in the property that you have been renting. So one way or the other, you need to sort out that uh, as well. And related to property, there are so many other obligations that stem from that, and that is uh, let's say if you're renting a property, obviously you have a lease agreement with your landlord. Uh, you also have a relationship with DIWA, which is a contractual relationship that, that supplies uh, electricity and water to your uh, to your house. You also have a contract with, depending on, in most cases, with the district cooling provider. And that's, again, that's a, that's a contractual obligation and financial obligation. Uh, then you have your telephone providers, be DUA or Etisalat. And then perhaps if you have, if you have a, a house, you may have also a cleaning uh, contract for your, the services or, or a gardening contract or a pool maintenance contract and so on and so forth. So anything related to your property, you want to make sure kind of go through the list. Okay. So what are my obligations that stem from either ownership of my property or rental of my property? And you want to make sure that you have notified the relevant uh, uh, parties uh, early on that you are terminating your relationship and agree on the basis upon which you terminate. So let's say if you're terminating your lease early, then you need to agree with your landlord uh, on how you do it, whether you give them early notice and pay a penalty or you uh, 
uh, agree on subletting the property to someone else uh, or you um, um, terminate uh, at no penalty uh, just you know, so so there are a number of options that are available but you want to make sure that that element uh, was clearly sorted early on because we have seen cases where people in their minds uh, they have left properties because they considered them to be um, uh, to sort of to hand over the property to the landlord but the landlord has ultimately not taken possession of the property and at some point in time later claimed that there was unpaid rent because the landlord treated this ongoing relationship with the tenant as uh, as continuing and therefore if uh, the relationship continues and the rent is not being paid now you have a breach of contract you can go to to the uh, rent dispute committee and apply and, and file a case there for unpaid rent and then once you have a judgment for unpaid rent then you can you can move to enforce it and as part of the enforcement then there will be for example a travel ban on you and so let's say you've left the property and in your mind you thought you you clearly left the property the way that you you thought you had agreed and the landlord took possession, but you don't have any documentation to that effect, for example, because the landlord was unresponsive or you didn't agree ultimately on, on what to do. Then the landlord goes to and files a case with the rent dispute committee and then, um, then has a judgment and then you've left the country and perhaps a year and a half later you're passing through the UAE and you get arrested at the airport. So these cases do happen and they've happened uh, many times in the past where exactly these kinds of scenarios happen is because ultimately the landlord uh, was treating your rental relationship as ongoing and therefore um, when you're not paying rent that the landlord considered that as a, as a breach of, um, of agreement. Now why these cases perhaps existed in the past is that there have been a lot of tenants who were perhaps uh, somewhat disrespectful or inconsiderate about their own obligations and they just left town yeah. uh, and did not notify landlords and there are and there have been a number of of uh, landlords um, in particular in cases where let's say the rental agreement from was for 3 years and it's if somebody leaves and then they don't notify the landlord. The landlord does treat the property as still being rented, but uh, therefore cannot really utilize it or use it in any other way. So we we have seen landlords have actually made that effort afterwards to pursue uh, the tenant, um, either because as a sort of commercial issue or as an issue of, of principle or a matter of principle. So you want to make sure that clearly you close that relationship early on and that you agree on a clear roadmap. And then you have documents to show that you have signed off and and uh, uh, that you handed over the property. So you need, I mean, you're talking about clearance certificates or clearance letters in some form. In some form. It doesn't have to be. A clearance letter what you will need to receive from like DUA, other utility right. providers, do Etisalat. You'd want to have clear clearance letter from them. Uh, but for with a landlord, they may not give you a clearance letter. That's not a document, that's sort of a standard document that exists. But you ultimately want to have some sort of documentation that shows that, yes, now you have right. relationship has ended and you are free to, to go. Uh, also, um, as we're talking about utilities, uh, there is a lot of the, the, the practice in the UAE that whenever you open up a lot of these utilities, there are deposits that are being paid. So now you want to make sure that to start processing and closing those accounts early on and to also then ultimately receive your deposits. Often the deposits um, come later and that's probably another reason why you'd want to keep a bank account so that even if you've left, that at least you have the deposits can be um, deposited somewhere. Um, so also there's that. Then if you have children, then you have other obligations such as nurseries and schools 
and whatever other activities that you might have signed up your your children for. So you want to notify all of them that you're either not renewing the contracts or that you're terminating early and agree on the uh, terms of your termination, early termination, be it getting a refund or just waiving the rest of the payments uh, or agreeing on something something in between. Uh, so again, these are all contractual obligations and relationships that you don't want to leave um, uh, uh, open. So you, you want to properly close them. Then obviously there's a car. So if you own a car, uh, whether um, you own it outright or through a bank, you want to deal with that early. Uh, so if you own it through the bank, then you have to sell it and make sure that you pay off your bank loan. You won't be able to sell it unless the bank signs off on it. Uh, so you have to deal with that. And then and if you own it outright, then you will make sure that you uh, sell the car and deregister uh, before you leave. And also that you cancel the insurance, so be it car insurance, health insurance, uh, and um, often, and a lot of people don't realize that if you cancel your insurance, let's say for either car or health insurance early, you are entitled to a refund. Uh, so you want to notify them early on and, and also expect and request and expect a refund from these policies if you terminate them early. Uh, so... And then uh, one of the other things that you uh, that is wise to do is, for example, if you have a few of these uh, sort of loose ends, be it deposits or um, or let's say a car, you weren't able to sell the car in time, and so you want someone else to to continue to look after your interest. So you may want, and this is uh, advisable for a lot of people, just to perhaps consider if you have a close relationship with someone in the UE to give them a power of attorney. Yeah. Uh, so if you give someone trusted here a power of attorney, then they can continue to look after your interests after you've left. Be it, for example, let's say, help you manage your employment case with your employer if you did not agree with them amicably, uh, or help you sell the car, uh, or help you sell the property. Sell the property. Uh, banks, however, are quite strict about dealing with people directly. So most banks do not act uh, on power of attorney. Uh, so before you leave, if you do want to then ultimately close your bank account, then you want to go to the bank and, and have them issue a specific bank power of attorney that will allow somebody else to, let's say, close up your last banking issues after you've left. Uh, so I'd say the final step should be that. It's um, considering giving power of attorney to someone. And um, and then I guess you have a party and uh, you get on the plane and you go home. <laughs> Just one final question, Ludmilla. Any legal issues you may have had with the authorities, perhaps a police case, uh, the stem from a speeding fine, I don't know, something like that. Clearly that's something you have to tie up before you leave. Uh, for sure. Well, it depends on what legal issues there might be. If they're civil in nature, for example, an employment case or a contractual dispute and you have a civil case, then that is um, where you would definitely need to make sure that someone here has a power of attorney. Usually it would be your local advocate or someone there who can represent you before the authorities. Uh, so that's with regards to the civil cases. If you have an administrative or regulatory cases, such as you said, a speeding fine, uh, 
yes, you definitely want to uh, to pay those off first. And in fact, if I am, my memory serves me right, uh, more and more as, as we continue to embrace the smart government system here, many of these things are interrelated. So in, in many cases, you cannot cancel, for example, your visa until your traffic fines have been uh, have been paid. Uh, so uh, so now it may not even be a, a matter of an, an option anymore. It just it may be kind of a requirement that you have to do before you can cancel your uh, your immigration status. And if, however, it's a criminal matter, so for example, something with the police or the prosecutor or before the criminal courts, then as a matter of practice, you won't be able to leave the country because in most cases, uh, your passport will either be with the authorities at that point, or there will be a travel ban that's placed on um, on your file that will ultimately disallow you to leave the country. Uh, so in that case, you will just have to wait until those issues are finalized and uh, before you're able to exit. Ludmilla Yamalova is the managing partner at the legal firm Yamalova & Pleska here in Dubai. As ever, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Always a pleasure. That's it for another edition of Logical Sound Legal Advice from the United Arab Emirates every week. Remember, lylawyers.com is a veritable treasure trove of legal information available to use for free. If you have a specific question you'd like an answer to or you need a consultation, get in touch by clicking contact at lylawyers.com or WhatsApp 00971 525 1611.